In the year 312, the Roman Empire was in something of a civil war. You had two individuals vying for the throne of, of emperor, Constantine and a man named Maxentius. Maxentius had captured the city of Rome. He had declared himself emperor. He looked like he was probably going to be the winner of this, of this somewhat civil war. Well, Constantine did have an army with him, and he camped outside Rome, and the night before these two forces met in battle, he had something of a vision. He saw a, a cross of light and, and a banner under that cross with the Greek inscription, in this sign you will conquer. Now, Constantine at this time, he was not Christian. Uh, he was still a pagan. But nonetheless, he ordered the next morning all the soldiers to paint the cross on their shield, and the rest, as they say, is history. Constantine and his forces, they, they won a decisive battle and he became emperor for the rest of his life. Now, Constantine was a, a very flawed man, like, like all of us are. Even after this vision, he didn't convert until his deathbed. But there's something profoundly true about this vision. In this sign, you will conquer. In the sign of the cross, you will conquer. It's something that is actually uh, behind St. Paul's message in our second reading in his letter to the Galatians when he says, may I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. He's speaking about the mysterious power of the cross. You know, but we hear that in 2019, we hear that line from our second reading, we think, okay, that makes sense because why? Well, the cross is simply the, the sign of Christianity. You know, in our Catholic churches, we have crucifixes everywhere. Hopefully we have them in our homes. I imagine some of us are wearing a necklace right now with a cross or a crucifix on it, or we have a rosary in our pocket with a crucifix on it. And that's good. We should have those symbols around us to remind us of what the cross stands for. But one very small downside of that is that we can be desensitized into how bizarre St. Paul's statement is in our second reading. If we were a first century audience and we heard somebody saying they were boasting in a cross, we would think it sounded ridiculous. You know, the cross wasn't just a torturous way to die or a cruel way to die, it certainly was that, but it was also seen as a shameful way, the most shameful way to end your life. You know, imagine if, if, you, if you can, if it was your brother or son or friend who was executed, who died uh, rejected by church and state, seen as some villain by society, I mean, nobody in their right mind would boast in that. Yet Paul does. Why? You know, the cross is a mystery. It's a, it's a paradox. It's something that at first seems ridiculous, but when we look closer, we see the deeper power of it. On Good Friday night, it looked like it was the end of Jesus of Nazareth. It looked like it was a disaster. Maybe some people began to think the Pharisees and scribes were right when they said he was a fraud all those years. 
But then on Easter Sunday, his followers would have begun to understand that what happened on Calvary wasn't this disastrous defeat, it was actually this incredible victory. That by his cross and resurrection, Christ conquered. He conquered sin and death and the devil, the greatest enemies mankind has ever and will ever face. And the, we're given an opportunity to share in this victory, in this conquest, by uniting our life to his. By uniting our life to Christ through a life of prayer, through the sacraments, through striving to follow his commands. We too can share in his victory. We too can share in this conquest. You know, St. Paul goes on in this gospel to say that he bears the marks of Jesus on his body. And it's not obvious what he's getting at in the English, but in the, in the Greek that he was writing in, it is. He's talking about branding marks. Like today, a farmer will brand, like the farmer has cattle, he'll brand the cattle so people know they're his cows. Unfortunately, in the ancient world, it wasn't just animals who were branded. Sometimes slaves were branded as well. Well, what is Paul getting at in saying he has the brand marks of Christ? He's saying he belongs to Christ. He's a servant, a slave of Christ. He's a member of his flock. And that's something uh, that is ours in virtue of our baptism. Baptism marks us, brands us, if you will, indelibly as part of Christ's flock. But, you know, there are other ways that we can signify that we bear the marks of Jesus on our body. And one of them is a simple gesture that, as Catholics, is about as natural for us as anything. The sign of the cross. A simple gesture we make, hopefully, multiple times a day. You know, this simple gesture, it proclaims that we belong to Christ. It professes our belief in this mysterious power of the cross, our belief in the Trinity. It's a sacramental, this sacred sign instituted by the church that prepares us to receive God's grace. And it can also help us to evangelize. You know, we see in our gospel that Jesus sends those 72 out in pairs to all these towns to spread the gospel. That can be an intimidating thing to do. But by making the sign of the cross, let's say before, uh, let's say if we're out in a restaurant, right before we, we make the sign of the cross and we say the meal blessing. It's a very simple way, very simple way to evangelize. I'll share a personal story about this. So I mentioned that I went to KU and I was in a fraternity for four years there. And after a couple of years, I decided, you know what? We never pray before we eat as a house. I'm just going to do it personally. I'm not going to make a big deal or a scene about it. I'm just going to, you know, quietly make the sign of the cross and, and pray before meals. And I got one or two strange comments at first, but after a while, people just let it be. By the end of my time there, I did have a couple of guys come to me and express their appreciation for me for doing that. Now, I... I don't know that any big conversions were brought about it, but this simple gesture was a way to bring Christ into a frat house. And I don't tell that story to hold me up to some example I'm not. I do it to show the power of this simple gesture, the sign of the cross. In this sign, we will conquer. 
You know, there are many people in the world who want to tell us to keep our religion out of public places, right? But we can't do that. The gospel calls us to bring it to every nation and every people. We should never be ashamed of the cross of Christ. Cross of Christ. It should always be our greatest boast. In the gospel of John, Jesus said, In the world you will have trouble, but take courage, I have overcome the world. The sign of the cross is the sign that he has conquered. The sign that he has overcome the sin, the death, the evil of this world. It's a sign of our greatest hope. So may the cross always be our greatest boast.